Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the British Ice Hockey Podcast, available every week on Audio Boom, the iTunes Store, and from BritishIceHockey.co.uk. Well, hello everybody, and welcome to this week's British Ice Hockey Podcast. I'm your host Ben, and coming up on this week's show, we're going to be looking back at the opening weekend of the Elite Ice Hockey League, as well as previewing the start of the National Ice Hockey League. All of that and loads more on this week's British Ice Hockey Podcast. So hello everybody and welcome to this week's British Ice Hockey Podcast. Loads of interviews coming up on this week's show. Later in the show we're going to be previewing the start of the National Ice Hockey League as we're going to be joined by Craig Simpson, Media and Communications Officer for the league as well as Ben Morgan, Head Coach at the Sheffield Steel Dogs. Speaking of head coaches, we're also going to be talking the Champions Hockey League as we're going to be joined by Cardiff Devils head coach Andrew Lord and we're going to be talking well, goal scoring with Matthew Waugh from the Glasgow clan. But before all of that, it's time for a little catch-up because we've had the opening weekend of the Elite Hockey League. We had some European games last week and of course the Challenge Cup is in full swing. So who better to welcome back to the show than Craig Anderson from BritishIceHockey.co. UK. A big thank you, Craig, for, for joining us. And, uh, well, we started off last week talking about the, the Champions Hockey League and, and how well Belfast and Cardiff had done. Cardiff, a mixed bag, but getting a win over the weekend away from home, which is which is a big result. Huge result, and it puts them top of, of their group, of course, with two games to play. Never mind the fact that two games they have left to play is against Florida Indians, the team who currently hold the Champions Hockey League title. Um, but I dare say that'll take care of itself. But I would say one win in either of those games will be enough to, to see them through. But it's getting incredibly tight. They are top of the group with eight points. Um, Mountfield, the team that beat them last week, are two points behind them with uh, with six. Um, so it's getting it's getting very tight for them. But take nothing away from, from what they did in Graz at the weekend. You know, to get a victory away from home for any British team is an achievement in itself. And we've seen it happen a little bit more, which shows the... It shows the improvement in the British teams at this kind of stage. They've nailed it this time. This is the third year playing in this competition. They seem to have nailed it. And of course, I say that with a great deal of caution, having mentioned the, the games they've got left to play. But, you know, it's a, it's a fantastic thing to, to go and do, to win over there. And with the players they have, Maybe there was a bit of expectation about them doing it, but they're certainly going the right way. Absolutely, and to, and to score five uh, at Graz is is superb, really, isn't it? <laughs> let's not let's not understate it. Uh, I mean, they've they've scored nine past them in the group stages. That's it. And, you know, a team like Graz coming from the league in Ebel, which they they do is phenomenal. You know, it just shows again 
just going back to the improvement of the players, the, the improvement of, of playing at that standard and adapting their game so that they can keep up with these guys. And I think that was the issue when the, the tournament first started. The Nottingham Panthers were involved in there, so they're great head clans, as they used to be called. You know, stepping up against these teams, the pace was just something else. They really had to, to step up. And I, I think Cardiff have learned from these teams that have gone before, even their own experiences over the last couple of years. And it just shows you that that little bit of extra training, that, that, that great bit of homework really puts them on a par with some of these teams. So scoring nine goals against a team from the league that Grant's come from is, is magnificent. Yes, and, and that's uh, that's Group H. Uh, group C, though, um, obviously it wasn't, it wasn't the best of weeks for, for the Belfast Giants, but they've got two tough games left uh, when it comes to Group C in October. One at home, one away. Um, how, how do you see that side of things? It's hard to know. I mean, they've won one game and they got a point from the second game. So, you know, this is Belfast first foray into this kind of this kind of standard. You know, the European side of things is always much higher. There's certainly much bigger step up than what they faced in the Continental Cup last year. Belfast are finding that out the hard way. And this is just a huge learning curve. You know, the fact they've got players like Liam Reddicks, who's so well-versed in this competition, is a big help to them. But he can't do it all himself. You know, and a lot, and I think the players have stepped up. The performances have been good. Adam Keith has been quite positive about what he's seen from his team. It was always going to be a tough ask for, for the Belfast Giants to come into this tournament, and that's very different for Cardiff because Cardiff have been over this course before. But when it comes to the end of the tournament, if they make it through, if they don't, you know, they'll look at it with a huge positive, and they'll certainly want to be back. They've got a taste of it now, and you can see that from the fans across social media. They've got a taste of this now. And they'll want to be back there next year. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, that's uh, the Champions Hockey League Park now uh, until October. So we'll be seeing Cardiff and Belfast in domestic action um, in, in the coming week. Uh, speaking of domestic action, uh, the Challenge Cup, uh, we'll touch upon that. Uh, we, we talked about the doubleheader that the Five Flyers had uh, last week and, and uh, well, hosted the Glasgow clan on Saturday. Glasgow clan picking up a great win on the road there. 3-2 win over Fife. Uh, but five bouncing back on Sunday, beating Dundee Stars away from home by by two goals to nil. So a mixed bag there. But Glasgow clan with a win and five flyers with a win. Yeah, well, we'll start with Glasgow. They, they needed that victory on Saturday on the back of the two games with Dundee Stars last week. Well, they, they conceded thirteen goals. That was a sore one, uh, I think, for the clan. So they had to go to five, knowing that a win would keep alive their hopes of having any further involvement in the Challenge Cup this year. Bear in mind, Clan reached the semi final last year. And, you know, that's before you even get to the five Belfast that are coming back to, to play with the rest of the boys in the Elite League. So they needed that victory in Fife on Saturday. Fife are, are, are deemed their biggest rivals as well. So that gives them bragging rights, at least for the next few weeks until they, they play each other again. But yeah, Clan went 3 0 up in Fife. They, they were looking good. Fife had plenty of chances, I think, from, from what I've seen. It's probably argued that Fife had the better. Um, of a good part of the game, certainly in the, the first period, but Clan got their, their shooting boots going. Matthew Edouard got the opening goal, Chad Rowe got the, the second one, both on power plays. Scott Tansky added a short handed goal early in the third period. You're thinking home and dry, so late on in the game, you know, things should be okay. They lose Matthew Edouard and for, for a spearing call, he gets a five plus game penalty. Mm. Five Flyers get a little bit of, uh, of impetus from that, they get a couple of quick goals. Next thing you know, uh, a very comfortable 3 0 lead is, is now down to a nervy one and Clan have to hang on. They have to rely on Patrick Colleen to make some decent saves. And they get there in the end, they got the, the big result, and that was something that Chris Gerald was very pleased about in the end. So, again, still things tend to work on from the Clan point of view, a work in progress. They're currently on a basically a road trip to the UK for the next five weeks while their home venue is currently um, under residence by Mickey Mouse and the rest of the Disney characters. So, 
make your own jokes on that one. But uh, no, they're, they're certainly... <laughs> but that, that gives them plenty to be positive about, especially when you consider the next two games are against the two teams we just talked about from the CHL coming up this weekend and two sort of tough away trips as well. Yes. Fife, yeah, bounce, bounce, bounce back um, against Dundee on Sunday. Um, and I think a lot of that had to do with Adam Morrison, their netminder. Um, I mentioned him in a piece I've done for the website today about Adam Morrison being the latest goaltending gem that Fife Flyers have unearthed. And if you look down the, the history of goalies that they've had through the years, every one of them in their own way has been absolutely magnificent for the club. And it looks as though the, the scouting and the recruiting has, has paid off again with, with Morrison getting that shot out. He made some big, big saves um, to keep his goal blank and uh, an equally big victory for the five flyers. Uh, and uh, speaking of of uh, goals uh, flying in and uh, or not flying in, in in the case you're just speaking about there, but in, in regards <laughs> to the the amount being put in at uh, at the weekend, I'm going to turn firstly to the the elite league and the, the Sheffield Steelers and their match with the Coventry Blaze. I mean, the opening half an hour of that game was was crackers, wasn't it? Sheffield Steelers four, <laughs> Coventry Blaze six. The goal right at the end there, making it the the sixth goal for the Coventry Blaze with a, with an open net. But um, that that's a great game, isn't it? For for elite ice hockey, what an advert! That definitely, that's what fans want. They want to see lots of goals, lots of action. I'm of, the, I'm of the opinion, I like games when it's really tight and there's maybe only one game separates the two. It's not ideal if you've got a report to write and you've only got one goal to write about that. That makes things a little bit difficult. But no, 10 goals, the fans certainly go away feeling as though they've been entertained. For Coventry to, to win that game as well, and away from home is a terrific result from them. I, I just wonder about Coventry this year. I just wonder if they could be a shock package the last couple of years they've sneaked into the playoffs. But they seem to have brought in a couple of players that have really added to, to what they've had previously. The fact they've come back from 4-3, got into the third period to, to claim three unanswered goals and nick it at the end through Drew Shastel is fantastic from them. That can only be a, a good thing going forward. However, you know, coming on the, the wrong end of a 4-1 defeat to the Steelers, but they'll, they'll still take plenty of positives from it. I think Danny Stewart will point up from what he's seen from his team. And, you know, that's all you can ask for. It gives you something to build on at this stage of the season. Yes, I was going to mention the Sunday game because it does it does appear that Sheffield Steelers are going to be fun this year. I think I think that's how we could describe them. Uh, you know, eight goals in two games is is bad at all, is it really? And uh, conceding seven uh, if we take the two fixtures in aggregate. So um, you, you're certainly going to get your money's worth. I think at the Sheffield Arena this season, uh, Manchester Storm kicked off their season uh, with a three-one win over the Dundee Stars. Uh, Ryan Finney is going to be happy with that. Yeah, I think so. When you consider that they've come off the back of a, a pre-season programme of three games where they didn't win any of them, um, I think that's going to be quite big for Ryan Finnerty. But he did say after the last pre-season game um, against Coventry last week, he wasn't p- putting too much into the, the results themselves. He was more concerned about the performances, his own systems, how the, how the players are shaping up. And it's paid off. They got that result against Dundee. And I was quite surprised at Dundee that the weekend they had. I mean, I, I, talked, I talked them up very highly last week on the back of the, the two results over the Glasgow clan, the fact they scored 13 goals in the two games this weekend, they've only scored the one. So that's that's disappointing from Omar Pasha's point of view. But no, for Manchester, you know, they're a team that they haven't had it easy over the summer. They've had to basically start from scratch. That, that entire team, more or less, have all gone. Having to, to blend the new players. Tyson Fawcett, one of the new guys that came in, got two goals. Cam Critchell was the other one uh, on, the, on the, the score sheet. All power play goals as well. That will please Ryan Finnerty, the special teams nicely for him. So again, you know, it's all about building foundations and giving them something to build on. There will be tougher tasks ahead. Not to say Dundee didn't give them a, a tough task, of course, but 
in a big win for the, the fans, the first league game of the season, that's certainly given them plenty of cheer in my careful. Yeah, and uh, a win as well for, for the Nottingham Panthers over, over the Guildford Flames. Um, so, it's been a good start for the Nottingham Panthers, hasn't it? Definitely. I'm sort of surprised by this one, actually, because Guildford are usually very good at home. They've got a good home record. Um, but maybe we're underestimating Nottingham Panthers a little bit. There's been a lot of change at that team as well. They've they've changed the coach and Tim Wallace coming in. The, the, the backroom kind of structure, the structure upstairs has changed as well. They've brought in a director of hockey and Guillaume Doucette. And the players that they've brought in are, are relatively are all relatively new to the league. So that's a great start from them. You know, a three-one victory over the Guildford Flames, a team who who did so well last year. They they got to the playoff finals. They got to the the Challenge Cup final, a high finish in the league as well. That's going to really, really make Tim Wallace very happy at what he's seen from his team, and especially the goals coming from the, the guys that, that got them as well. Yep, yeah, I think uh, the, the Panthers fans will certainly enjoy that one. Yeah, well, uh, matches this weekend, then loads of matches uh, taking place, uh, both in, in league and Challenge Cup. Uh, speaking of the Challenge Cup, firstly, uh, on Saturday, um, Belfast Giants get their domestic campaign underway against the Glasgow clan. Sheffield Steelers against the Manchester Storm, which is always a, a tasty affair. And the Cardiff Devils against the Guildford Flames. And uh, on Sunday, Guildford Flames will be hosting Coventry. All those matches there in the Challenge Cup. And uh, when it comes to league matters, a plethora of fixtures uh, for this weekend where we'll, um, which we'll be talking about in further detail shortly with some head coaches and stuff. Uh, Coventry Blaze against the Five Flyers and Dundee Stars hosting the Nottingham Panthers on Saturday. And then on Sunday, Dundee Stars against the Sheffield Steelers. It's Manchester Storm against Belfast, Cardiff against the Glasgow clan and the Five Flyers against the Nottingham Panthers. One thing we can say, Craig, at this early stage of the season is there's no point trying to make predictions because you, you're going to lose, aren't you, basically? <laughs> I actually said that about my five things we left piece on the website which is out now Dundee beat Glasgow last week you had uh, Glasgow then beating Fife and then Fife beating Dundee so that, already that's a circle and that's just the, the Scottish teams Coventry and Sheffield have traded points already Sheffield and Nottingham have traded points in the Challenge Cup as well now we're bringing in Cardiff and Belfast into the equation they are expected to be the top two teams at the, the end of the season but you can still see other teams taking points off them as they as they bed themselves back into domestic action, it's uh, you know. <laughs> I think I said last week about I'm glad I'm not a gambler because that would have been a hard one to to predict this week. I still stand by that. So, yeah, anybody who does decide to place a bet in any of these games, uh, you know, don't be expecting too much of a return back. And uh, I was going to say uh, on the you, you mentioned the five things we learned. Uh, BritishIceHockey.co.uk. Um, there's there's loads of stuff uh, on there, loads of opinion pieces and stuff like that. Um, what what have you got coming up this week, Craig? Yeah, I'm actually just looking ahead to, to stuff coming up this week. I'm looking ahead to the NHL National. I'm going to be into that. The first game of that takes place on Sunday between the Leeds Chiefs and the, the Sheffield Steel Dogs. That could be a very interesting one. It could be the start of a beautiful new rivalry. So uh, we'll try and get into that one a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I'm just looking at things to, to come up this week, little little nuggets to, to pick up on and, and try and bring to the good people that, that read the British Ice Hockey website. So keep an eye out. Craig Anderson there from BritishIceHockey.co.uk and as we were discussing there, it's been a great European campaign thus far for the Cardiff Devils and their domestic season starts this weekend with the Challenge Cup as well as the Elite Ice Hockey League and on Wednesday, I caught up with the head coach at the Cardiff Devils, here's Andrew Lord. Andrew, a big thank you for joining us and a big congratulations for that win at Graz. Uh, it's been it's been a, 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 an epic uh, Champions Hockey League campaign thus far. What, what what have you made of it? Yeah, thanks a lot. Uh, I thought thing it's been uh, been great, been great. Uh, you know, 
both uh, Cardiff and Belfast, I think, have uh, done some good things for the last couple of weeks. And uh, I've just really enjoyed being a part of it. I think, you know, our guys have uh, played as a team. Uh, they've played incredibly hard and the fan base has really got behind us so it's uh, you know a dangerous combination and I, I think uh, we were particularly good at home those two games uh, last weekend and then against uh, Mountfield uh, in Mountfield we weren't great to be honest but I uh, loved how we responded I thought we played uh, a fantastic game on Saturday night congrats there and you know uh, just everybody was going everyone contributed and uh, it was uh, again a, a very special night. It's uh, it's an even more impressive achievement when you consider as well that that you know that game against Mountfield and and then Gratz, those were your first games of the season, your first competitive games of the season. If I if I read the fixtures correctly, so uh, how was preparations going into these games? Because it clearly was pretty good. Yeah, we've I think we've had a great month to be honest. Uh, we've been through it now a few times. This was our our third go around with the CHL, so. There's been some good learning lessons. I think also just with a big returning group uh, like the one we have, you know, you just you learn lessons together and mentally guys are a little more prepared and, you know, it is a, a much different style of play. It's uh, very fast. Um, you know, these teams uh, play with great puck possession uh, and it's uh, a little bit different style. And I think, um, I think we were very ready for, in particular, the three games we won. Uh, I don't think we came out of the gates very well in Mountfield, but uh, other than that, I think it's been very good. And uh, you know, the weeks leading up, um, as you asked, the, the preparation I thought was it was very good. I think you know we had a, a fun couple weeks where we got to know each other. I think the boys, you know, had, you know, good team bonding and, and built their chemistry. And at the same time, we were able to put our systems in place. And um, right now, I think we're we're pretty well drilled. I think. Uh, Looking forward to the start of the season now, but the, the last two weeks has been a very special time, uh, I think, for the club, and, and I've, I've definitely enjoyed it personally. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you touched upon Belfast, because obviously they've had some good results this season as well. What, what do you think's changed with the British game that you know has given yourselves and Belfast such a, uh, a springboard to, to compete the way you've, you have done? Yeah, I think um, you know, I think it's been a real snowball effect. Um, I think back to. When I came here, uh, you know, six, six. This is my seventh season now with Cardiff. Uh, sixth as a coach, and you know, the the quality of players just uh, risen through the roof. It's unbelievable. Um, you know, first liners back then would, would potentially not even make teams. That's how much better it's gotten. And I think uh, I think the word's out now. I think you know, GB doing what they've done the last couple of years has certainly helped the notoriety. I think um, you know teams in this league uh, treat their players well i think you know the english language helps a lot um i think the fact that it's a bit of a mix of a you know a european style of hockey with a north american style also makes it uh you know appealing for especially north american players and i think it's you know i think there's just so much competition too you look at the teams all the way you know through the league everyone's uh getting better and pushing it and you know the organizations are well run the coaching you know has, has gone through the I think over the the last six years since I've been here I think it's improved dramatically um and it's uh yeah it's it's really pushed it on I think the CHL obviously has also helped um with you know Nottingham really paved the way there a few years ago with what Corey Nielsen and those guys did getting through a couple rounds and I think um I think it's it's just great. I I, I really believe it's the fastest growing uh, league in the world right now. 
Excellent. Um, and uh, obviously, we'll come to the league in a second because that, that's coming up on the horizon. But just to finish off this chat with about the, the Champions Soccer League, obviously, there's a, a bit of a month break now. Uh, and then you go back at it, you know, the top of Group H. But <laughs> you've got two games against Fulunda and, and they're obviously the champions of the competition. Um, how, how do you do you, do you just park that now in your mind and, and concentrate on the upcoming games or, or do you start thinking ahead now as a, as a coach about what, what the, the chinks in the armour are going to be? Uh, I think, you know, for this week, especially, it's back to, to league play. Uh, we have to get back to that. We're going to have to do a few things differently in our uh, in our play for sure to get used to, uh, you know, a little different style. And, um, you know, that'll be the focus here this week. Um, I'll start... Uh, Ramping it up on Forlunda there as we go along here in the, in the coming weeks. Um, I think, you know, it's a huge test. Uh, I, I would say they're probably the, the, the best hockey team in Europe uh, the last four or five years. Um, but I think that's really exciting. I think that just shows how far our league has come and, and how far our organization has come. And uh, I'm really looking forward to the challenge. Um, I think it'll be a, you know, an unbelievable two games and, and very hard. And I know they'll be gunning for us because they're trying to, you know, make it in themselves. But, uh, you know, if we play our structure, we play, you know, as a team, uh, anything can happen in this, in this good game. So uh, we will, we'll see how it goes for sure. Yeah, and I think we'll get you back on the show on the eve of those games. Uh, but like you said, to immediate concerns uh, this weekend on Saturday, two home matches this weekend, uh, Guildford Flames in, in the Challenge Cup and then an Elite League match uh, on, on Sunday, uh, taking on the Glasgow clan. Um, so back to the bread and butter stuff, uh, but that home that home faithful, and it's, it's something we touched upon when, when we spoke to Cardiff earlier in the preview show, the fact that, you know, since you've been there, there's a new home-built and the club's going in the right direction, that's for sure, and, and good home attendances as well. Yeah, our our fan base is incredible. It's it's the real deal now here in, in the city. It's um, you know the guy the guys are enjoying it. I know they feel like little you know maybe mini NHL guys or something like that with how uh, how much notoriety there is now with the club. You, you can't really get around town without being seen and. Everyone knows, uh, you know, who they are. And I think that's a fun aspect. I think the following is just tremendous. I think, you know, there's a huge amount of, um, you know, old fans that were there back in the glory years when they're back in the center of the town. I think they're all back. And then at the same time, I think the new fan base has just grown and grown and grown the last three or four years. And, um, you know, it's, I think there's a great connection between the two sides. I think if you look at a few of the pictures, even from, Grats there where you know the guys go and, and hang out with the fans after the game and, and all that stuff the, the boys are, are great in the community they're great with the fans and i think the fans see that, that they're just you know good hard-working guys that uh you know they're not uh making millions of dollars they're just playing for the love of the game and it's a real good feel a real feel good factor here excuse me um with, with the organization the fan base right now and, and just before you go, Andrew, what, what, what's your target for the Cardiff Devils? Obviously, the, the, the European campaign is developing quite nicely. Uh, but, but what about the domestic campaign? A lot a lot of plates spinning at the moment. But uh, So, so what's your, what is your target for this season? <laughs> oh, it's always, always to win trophies. I think that's where we're at now, where we've been able to build the club. We've come a long way. And nothing's changed there. You know, we want to win. And we want to win a lot. And, you know, we just got to take it a game at a time here, as boring as that is to say, and then just start chipping away at things here this week and this weekend. And, 
you know, the rest will take care of itself if we, we go about our business and do the right things and take the right approach. If we're, if we're going to get hung up on February and March and the playoffs and all those things, then we're going to, we're not going to wind up where we want to be. So we really got to take it a day at a time and got to stay level-headed here too. You know, there are going to be periods where we fall behind a goal or two or whatever it may be. It's not all going to be just perfect. That's competitive sports. Uh, there's going to be ups and downs and we just got to stay the course and uh, I know the fan base will stay behind us. Cardiff Devils head coach Andrew Lord there speaking with me on Wednesday. So next up for the Cardiff Devils will be that Challenge Cup game on Saturday where they'll be hosting the Guildford Flames and then on Sunday it's their first Elite Ice Hockey League game when they'll be hosting the Glasgow Clan. And speaking of the Glasgow Clan, as we were discussing earlier with Craig, they got their first victory of the season in the Challenge Cup when they defeated the Five Flyers on Saturday by three goals to two. And scoring in that game was one of their new signings, Matthew Wah. And on Wednesday, I caught up with Matthew to hear his thoughts on how the season's gone thus far. So, Matthew, a big thank you for joining us and uh, a big congratulations uh, for, for the win against uh, the Five Flyers. Um, how are you settling into the Glasgow clan this season? Uh, pretty good, actually. Uh, I know a few guys before I got here. Uh, you know, I was really excited to come back and makes everything easy when you, you get the luck of the game back and uh, we have a good group of guys here and a good coach and good organisation so uh, it's going to be a fun year. It's been a, a, a steady start, obviously that's that's the first win of, of the season um, I, I suppose it goes to show you the, the calibre of, of the competition that, that Glasgow are facing, I mean Dundee uh, are a cracking outfit this, this season it looks like. Yeah I think uh, that's that you can see it in the league now that uh, Every team's got a every team's got a chance to win this year. Uh, it's a good quality of hockey. Every game's going to be important. You can see it. Uh, Dundee's got a good team. Five's got a good team. Everyone's got a good team. So uh, uh, it's going to be a pretty interesting year for uh, for the league. Now, obviously, you've got a proven track record, uh, let's say, for putting the puck in the net, um, that's for sure. And uh, it's a record of played free, uh, scored free uh, for the Glasgow clan. Uh, how, how important do you think your goals are going to be this season for the clan? Uh, well, I, that's uh, that's my goal to come here and score some goals. I've uh, uh, been known for doing it in Sheffield and I know uh, I got a year off of hockey but uh, that doesn't mean anything for me and my mental stage is the same thing I want to score goals and I know by scoring goals I'll help the team to win games and uh, that's what it is and, you know I, I, I come to every game uh, thinking I want to score goals so that's a, that's a good thing Yes, absolutely. And uh, when it when it comes to to the clan, um, what what was it? I mean, you've touched upon it already with you know Zach and and uh, the the fans and that kind of thing. But what what was it about uh, the Glasgow clan where you went? That's that's the club I'm signing for for this season. I know that every year since I've been I've been in Sheffield, I know that Glasgow always have a good chance to win uh, the league, and uh, I know it's a, a great city here and a uh, great organization. And I know a few guys and. I know my wife wanted to like like the city over here. I know it's a nice city, and like I said, uh, I know they're ready there. They're close. They got the, they're right there to win some trophy every year. So uh, I want to have a little challenge. I want to come here and try to win something. And yeah. and uh, how's how was preseason heading into these Challenge Cup matches? Because you've got I think you've got one more Challenge Cup match this Saturday, and then and then it's to, to league matters on Sunday. So how how's preseason been heading into this season? Uh, it, it's been good, you know. Uh, we played two preseason game two against the German team. I think we help us to glue together. So we every I think we got a mentality here that every even if Challenge Cup or a regular game, uh, 
uh, we need to win it all. And uh, it's going to be good that uh, uh, we're starting the billet link soon. So, but uh, yeah, we just get uh, on Sunday. It's going to be our first game, so it'll be pretty interesting. Yeah, you've got uh, two tough trips actually, haven't you? I mean, Belfast on Saturday in the Challenge Cup, but then Cardiff uh, on Sunday. Um, yeah. Does does it get much more difficult than that? To yeah, be honest, at the uh, moment. Just, yeah, no, I know it's uh, it's not going to be easy. I think we're going to take this area across. I never I never did that, but uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to it's going to be hard on the boys, but uh, uh, that's what we're here, and we're going to try to perform every game. And I was going to ask, I mean, that heading into these two games, um, you know, they the are trips on the road, but the, there is that element where, you know, it's, there's there's new players in the squad and uh, including yourself. So it's a, it's a good chance to bond with your teammates, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And when you go on the road, uh, I think we're on the road for the whole month here in September. So uh, it's, a, it's a good get together. It's a good team building for the boys to be around and all, each other and uh, go out there and win some games. And uh, just before you go, Matthew, uh, uh, um, what's uh, what sh- what should the clan be looking forward to this season? I mean, other than goals from yourself, what what else should they be looking forward to? And how much are you looking forward to to playing in front of them week in week out? Oh uh, well, like for myself, I like like you said, the goals. But I, I want to bring some leadership to and uh, uh, even games I don't score goals. I want to bring uh, like block shots and things like that. So uh, I want to bring the same style of game I always brought uh, there before. Uh, again, we need to, uh, this team need to win any trophy this year. That's our goal. Matthew Wah there from the Glasgow clan speaking with us on Wednesday. Now, in a second, we're going to be talking about the National Ice Hockey League as that season kicks off this weekend when the Sheffield Steel Dogs will be hosting the Leeds Chiefs. We obviously heard from Sam Zajac last week uh, from the Leeds Chiefs. This week, we're going to be hearing from his counterpart at the Steel Dogs as we're going to be joined by Ben Morgan shortly. But it is a brand new season for the National Ice Hockey League, a brand new competition and lots of restructures and lots of exciting initiatives going on beneath the Elite Ice Hockey League this season. And for more, on Thursday night, I caught up with the league's media and communications officer, Here's Craig Simpson. Um, so, Craig, a big thank you for joining us uh, and a, a brand new season upon us, uh, a, a new division. What's the mood like in, at uh, the National Ice Hockey League heading into this new campaign? Hi, Ben. Thanks for thanks for having me on. Yes, it's it's big weekend, as I say. The, the National League begins in earnest uh, and the first game in the new National Division, uh, which has been a long time coming. So, we've had a couple of weeks of pre-season, so everybody uh, raring to go and getting the, getting the puck on some competitive action. Now we've had uh, we've had a few clubs on uh, from from the new competition. Obviously, we had uh, Leeds Chiefs on uh, last week. We've got the Sheffield Steel Dogs on this week. Uh, we had Swindon on uh, last week as well. And uh, the the general consensus is this, this competition is going to be great. It's it's much needed. And um, but but how's this all come about? This decision to to restructure the the and uh, and compose the division the way it has. So twenty seventeen, I think it was when the when the old EPL kind of wrapped up when the, when they lost. Um, lost Manchester, a couple of other clubs were in were in sort of trouble, and the APL folded. The AIHA chairman, and instead of sanctioning a new second tier league, suggested that the clubs apply to join the national league as it was then, which was then the third tier. So we had two seasons where the likes of Sheffield, Swindon, Basingstoke, Bracknell, etc., were playing in the in the national league, which was regionalised north and south. And, and and while it allowed those clubs to kind of regroup and and sort of keep going it, it did distort the the levels in the national league and it was clear that a, a new a true national second tier was probably needed so um early part of the season and um, the league management started talking to clubs initially in division one 
and then the whole of the National League to sound out who was interested. And then from that, we got the proposal that went through last season um, with this new 10-team National League or National Division uh, sitting above the existing Division 1 um, to recreate that national second tier um, and sort of put everybody back at the right level for their club, whether it's in terms of size, finance, ability, whatever. So now you've got the three the three distinct tiers. You've got the National Division, Division 1 North and South, and then Division 2 North and South. Um, and everybody's kind of in the right level now where they should be. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, the, the, the National League itself is is packed with, with some heavy hitters, isn't it? I mean, it's going to be a really, really competitive division. And, and that's that's kind of what you want. It's what the clubs want. It's what the players want, really. Yeah, in terms of the national, the new national division, um, I mean, we saw at the end of last season, the playoffs that we had at Coventry to, to round out last season. Um, the final four weekend there was was fantastic, and the final between Hull and Peterborough was a was a barnstormer, and it went all the way to to overtime before Hull took the Hull took the win. And if that's a, an example of the of the standard that this division is going to be, then the fans and, and everybody involved is going to be in for a treat because it's going to be a, a high standard, um, fast paced. You know, plenty of skill, but obviously there's the, the the British element as well, which I think a couple of the guys last week were talking about on the on your on your podcast, having that British element as well. So there's players people can relate to. They, you know, they're they're local to their teams, um, so there's something for everybody to get behind and, and the standard. I say early doors look like it's going to be great. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, uh, you're referring to um, the, the Swindon Wildcats general manager was talking about the quota and how it's it, it's it's kind of making the league sustainable as well as uh, doing the obvious thing of of developing talent, which is going to be beneficial to the game more generally. Um, that that's really important, is it? Sustainability and development. Yeah, after I say after the after the last couple of years, I think sustainability is is key, and I, and I know the ownership groups um, in all the divisions are keen for that to be. You know, this this new format is something to be that's going to be in place for a, a long time to come. Not not chopping and changing the format every every year or two, which does nobody any good. So having, as I said at the top, having having the teams starting off at their right level, as you the import level, the British development, everything's there to make it a sustainable league from top to bottom. Um, not just the national division, but the whole NIHL, the three tiers. As in, and everybody's got the chance then to grow within the NIHL structure. I was going to say, I mean, the, the, there's a lot of work going on with the English Ice Hockey Association, that's for sure, because we started off focusing on the national uh, competition. But like you say, there's tiers be- beneath that where there's club development, player development, and it's it's all vitally important, isn't it, for that for that mix? Yeah, a lot of the teams in, obviously, we've got the national, and then below that, Divisions 1, North and South, a lot of them are, are true senior teams. But then below that, in Divisions 2, we have quite a lot of, of second teams where the um, a lot of them are made up from players from the junior clubs, so giving juniors a chance to play senior ice hockey. So that's where the true pathway is there. And having the national tier on top now um, gives that next step up to bridging the gap between NIHL and hopefully the tier above the two. Yeah, and it's and it's the, the junior game you're talking about there. Uh, but it's not it's not just boys, is it? And the men's game, the the women's game, and obviously that starts up in October. And uh, we'll 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 concentrate the show on that when that starts. But it's an, a key part of developing ice hockey for, so that we're getting as many people participating as possible. Exactly. If you get get people through the door, we've always said if if you can get people either to watch or to play, get them involved somehow. The sport will will keep a hold of them and, and hook them in. It's that's the hardest part is getting people to to step across the line first time to to either to watch 
or to partake. But once once they're in, the sport will grab grab a hold of them and, and keep them involved, whether that's as a, as a young player or as a supporter coming through to watch the NIHL. Um, the sport will kind of sell itself. It's just getting people through the doors that first time. When it comes to the the plan then, obviously, like you say, it's about having a stable competition. It's about having clubs who, who know where they are now and can, can plan for the future with that certainty. Uh, but when it comes to the, the English Ice Hockey Association, what's what's the target, if you, if you don't mind divulging that, for, for player participation and, and, and growing best practice and that kind of thing at the clubs themselves? Well, obviously, we've, we've got the, the whole... The whole structure throughout the AIHA covers, like you said, pretty much everything in England and Wales on 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 skates is is covered covered under the AIHA. So we've got the pathway from under nines and they learn to play right through the age groups up to under twenties. Then they move into NIHL. There's women's national league as well. And then if there's if they don't fall into the, the competitive hockey, there's the recreational ice hockey as well. So it then kind of covers everything from from age kind of four or five up to um, a lot older in the, in the rec teams. But it's a case of, it's, it's, giving, it's giving people a, a platform to play whatever whatever their ability, whatever their kind of aims, there should be something within the AIHA at some level for them to, to partake in. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we, we should say, I mean, um, the, the season started really well. Uh, obviously, on this show, we, we, we start off focusing on, on the Elite Ice Hockey League and we only have to see what Cardiff and Belfast have done on a on a, a, on a continental level. But then there's, there's what the Great British team's done in, in recent seasons as well. So there are players coming through and uh, this structure here that, that's been created, that's going to intensify over the coming seasons, you hope? Certainly hope so, and, and a lot of the players that have you've seen in, in, in the Great Britain teams over the last two or three years um, have taken time out from from their development to play in the EIHA structure. So, like so the, a lot of the in, the in the old EPL, the players if they were joining the elite teams, they'd maybe step down to the EPL to develop more ice time before coming back to the elite league. I think the likes of Robert Lakovic is, is one. Ben Bounds is an EPL starter before he moved into the elite league. Um, so it all comes back to this kind of national second tier, bridging the gap between uh, NIHL and Elite to create that pathway. So you get players who are sort of coming to the, their, their formative years and their senior hockey now do have a, something to aim for. And say having GB in the, in the world pool uh, couldn't be anything better to aim for. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, we've got Ben Morgan coming on from uh, shortly from the Steel Dogs, and obviously they've got a good relationship now with the Steelers. So, um, where where you, you know you've got you've got that conveyor belt, haven't you, coming right through, and it's it's really really exciting. And uh, obviously, speaking of exciting, obviously the season kicks off this weekend uh, with with the Leeds Chiefs travelling to the Sheffield Steel Dogs. You're going to be a very very you're a busy man anyway, but you're going to be very very busy um, over the coming weeks as the season starts to develop. Um, everyone excited? Definitely, I would say the, 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 we had a couple of games uh, in the league last weekend, but the main the main puck drop is, is this weekend. And I say that new National League, the Leeds Chiefs, um, there was already a strong rivalry in, in, in that division between Sheffield and Hull, but adding another Yorkshire team there with the, with the Chiefs. Um, and obviously, Sam Zajac, you've had, it, you've had him, him on as well. And, and the, the kind of team building he's had to do from scratch going to be very much an, an unknown quantity at, at that level. Could very well turn a surprise. Obviously, Sheffield are very... Um, established outfit at that level and uh, certainly a good one to kick off with uh, the Sheffield Leeds the first of many derby games and then the full programme next weekend when when everybody joins the party in the the National League Craig Simpson there 
Media and Communications Officer for the National Ice Hockey League. And a big thank you to Craig for joining us on this week's show. And throughout the season, we're going to be catching up with Craig as well as some head coaches and players from the National Ice Hockey League. Not just uh, from from the second tier, but from tiers below as well. So uh, lots to be excited about uh, on the British Ice Hockey Podcast, as well as in the National Ice Hockey League more generally. That starts this weekend, as we said earlier, with new club, the Leeds Chiefs, travelling south to take on the Sheffield Steel Dogs. And on Tuesday, I caught up with the head coach from the Steel Dogs. Here's Ben Morgan. Uh, so, Ben, a big thank you for joining us and uh, a brand new season upon us. What's the mood in the in the dressing room like heading into this weekend? Yeah, it's really high. We had uh, two hard-fought victories against Milton Keynes last weekend, a team who many people are probably going to tip to be up there come the end of the season. So, while it's it's too early to read into pre-season form, it's always nice to go after two wins. So, yeah, you know, the, the, the tempo was good this weekend and, the, you know, optimism's high at the moment. I suppose uh, one one question, an obvious question at this time of season that head coaches get asked is, uh, what, what what's the recruitment been like? What what kind of squad uh, is is shaping up there at Sheffield? It's looking good at the moment. It's uh, it has been a difficult pre-season and, and off-season, I suppose, in terms of recruitment. It's the first time in my three years as being a, a player head coach that we've had to make significant changes. We've had uh, eight or maybe nine guys leave us this season, so difficult decisions had to be made. But it's, it's a time of change where obviously we're moving back into effective what is the old EPL, and the standard of hockey is naturally going to get a little bit higher. So uh, at the moment, it's a team which is, you know, I'm hopeful is going to be competing week in, week out. And coming into the season, we should be, you know, fingers crossed, at least at the top half of the table, if not slightly higher. I was going to ask you about though about the competition more generally because obviously it's uh, it's a new formatted division this year and it's there's some big names in there, isn't there? Not not just the Leeds Chiefs, obviously a new club, but what do you make of the competition this season? It's fantastic. I think from a playing point of view, it's something which we were for the last two years from Sheffield's point of view, we were we were hoping was obviously going to come back. It's it's nice for the fans to know that week in week out, whichever team they, the the Steel Dogs are playing against, it's going to be a really really hard fought game. So, no disrespect to the, the teams which we've, we've played against for the vast majority of games over the last two years, but this is something which needed to happen from a playing point of view, certainly from a spectating point of view, and I suppose from a develop, development point of view as well for the players as well. It's, it closes that gap between ourselves and the Elite League, which was, was fundamental and, and I think was the, the, the key thing behind the owners getting behind this, this new league as well. And, and speaking of that of that development, um, I, I was reading back through some of the news stories on the website and uh, obviously one of the stories there about, about ice hockey in Sheffield is that pathway partnership that's going on with the Steelers. Is everyone excited about that, about you know the, there being a structure to kids playing ice hockey and eventually they could be playing at the Sheffield Arena and that kind of thing? Yeah, there has to be, and there's been fantastic examples over the last couple of years of players that have come through the ranks uh, of the Steel Dogs and in previous, many, many years ago, the Simiters, who have moved on to bigger and better things with the Steelers and even further abroad. So, for us to get that partnership in place, um, and it has to be said that Aaron Fox was instrumental in that, someone that's, that's come across, seen the, the previous uh, arrangement the Steelers have had with, with other clubs and asked the question, well, why we're we not working with a team that's in our own city and, you know, 100 metres away from our own ice rink. So it was it was nice and refreshing to see somebody come in uh, with a, you know, a fresh pair of eyes of it, I suppose, and just to say, well, it's stupid that we're not working together. So, as I say, it's been fantastic to to get his help on board and, and Tony Smith alongside him. So, hopefully, it's something which is not just going to fizzle out over you know 12 months, 18 months. It's something which is going to succeed and come to fruition over the next you know two, five, ten, 
hopefully as many many years as he can do. I mean, that's really exciting, isn't it? That that prospect there of that that partnership flourishing in, in, and and putting in the uh, the seeds now, essentially, and, and watching it blossom. Hopefully, yeah, it has to be. And we've had uh, a good start so far with the likes of. Alex Graham, who was on our radar, he, he trained with us last season. He, he got his first call-up when he was 16 years old. Uh, he averaged over a, a point a game when he played for us last season. He got his first call-up to the GB18 and the 20 squads. Had a fantastic tournament away with them, and he finally got the recognition that he deserved. And then, obviously, Steelers saw uh, an interest in him, and they signed him up. So it was it was nice to be able to retain his services, even if it is potentially only for one season, because he's a fantastic talent. And then, you know, the likes of, you know, potentially being able to um, get Cole Suder over, Kieran Brown, Jordan Griffin. Um, you know, it's fantastic for the, the two-way relationship and development of the players and not, not just for ourselves. And uh, that takes us um, to this weekend's match, obviously, against the Leeds Chiefs. And the, the sport is grown in Yorkshire, uh, which is which is great to see. And this could be the development of a of a special relationship between your, your two clubs. Uh, everyone looking forward to this? I hope so, yeah. I mean, I've got a lot of time and respect for Sammy. Uh, I know it's his first year in coaching and I've been in contact with him over the summer and he's put together what looks to be like a really experienced team. It might be a team which has uh, got, age might not be on their side, but he's obviously trying to sprinkle that with a couple of youthful players in there. So whilst it's going to be difficult to try and see what type of team they're going to be like, we do know the players that they've got and, you know, being a Sheffield lad, uh, you know, everyone hates Leeds type of thing. It's going to be uh, good, good for promotion, good for rivalry and I'm just hopeful that for Sammy especially, that he gets the backing of uh, you know a good crowd at home, and fingers crossed they can get their ink up and running sooner rather than later. But yeah, it should be a really good rivalry. Uh, so this Sunday, uh, September the fifteenth, is where all all starts uh, the league campaign. The winner will go top of the division. We can we can safely say that. Um, so so what's your what's your message to the Sheffield support heading into this game? Uh, just at the moment, you know the club's full of optimism. Uh, brand new league again, uh, and it's pretty much half of the team is, is is new to the team, and I think. From speaking to a couple of fans after the weekend's games, they were quite optimistic and quite, um, you know, looking forward to the, the season as a whole. But you know, as for next weekend's game, as you say, uh, you know, an opportunity to get to the top of the table and likewise <laughs> sit at the bottom of the table coming into the weekend. But it's uh, it's nice to know that it's kind of going to be a, a curtain raiser for the league. You know, we're, we're extremely privileged to be able to to do that, and I think it's really fitting that we're we're doing it alongside a brand new outfit in Leeds and uh, you know all the boys there. So yeah, it should be good. Ben Morgan there, head coach of the Sheffield Steel Dogs. And a big thank you to Ben for joining us this week. And a big thank you to all my guests this week. That is the end for the British Ice Hockey Podcast for our third ever edition. I hope you've enjoyed it. Join us next week. But in the meantime, for all the latest goings on from the world of British Ice Hockey, you can visit the website to britishicehockey.co.uk. And uh, don't forget, you can follow British Ice Hockey as well on various social media platforms. Uh, But I've been Ben and wherever you're going this weekend to cheer on your British Ice Hockey side, make sure that you have fun. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.